podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Tuesday the 20th of September. Brighton have appointed their new boss following the departure of Graham Potter to Chelsea. Roberto De Zerbi, former Sassuolo and Shakhtar Donetsk manager, has signed a four-year deal with the club. Brighton owner Tony Bloom said, I am absolutely thrilled Roberto has agreed to become our new head coach. Roberto's teams play an exciting and courageous brand of football and I am confident his style and tactical approach will suit our existing squad superbly. De Zerbi will be introduced to the press later this afternoon. As we head into the international break, there's growing pressure on several other Premier League managers. Nottingham Forest boss Steve Cooper is one of them. He finds his team in 19th place with four points in the opening seven games and an owner with a track record of chopping and changing. Forest lost 3-2 at home to fellow newcomers Fulham on Friday night, having been a goal up. And according to a study by a respected football research group, Manchester United have done more to inflate player transfer fees than any other club across Europe's big five leagues over the past decade. The CIES Football Observatory claims United have overspent by £209 million on players since July 2012. Juventus and PSG were named as the next worst culprits. Those are your headlines. Let's start with Brighton then. They've got a new boss, former Sassuolo and Shakhtar Donetsk manager Roberto De Zerbi. Here is comedian and Brighton fan Stephen Grant with more on their new manager. Well, like most Brighton fans, I knew nearly nothing about Roberto De Zerbi other than when the rumours started appearing, alongside many other managers who all seem possible good fits for Brighton anyway. As is always the case, Brighton never employs the same people who trotted out. I always tell people who want to bet on the next Brighton manager the safest thing to do with your money is to not spend it. Uh, Roberto De Zerbi's history is... uh, quite well documented you can look it up you know um what's more interesting is the fact that he was without attachment and so for brighton who always likes to do things the right way don't tap up either players or managers uh, it was a straightforward employment process because he wasn't attached to a club from the point of view of what he brings us is the most important thing and we've been told this publicly is to keep the graham potter project going but the way that happens is not only uh to keep the philosophy on and strategy of the game going regarding, you know, uh, a flexible formations, possession-based football and um, a very statistical approach to how we manage games, uh, but also the, the, wider, the wider focus regarding um, tying up long-term strategy with um, uh, recruitment and making sure that young players are brought into a specific way of playing. And certainly De Zerbi seems to be a guy who's got that in his locker already. How much he's been told he's got to do things the Graham Potter way and how much he's been told he can do things his own way, I don't know. But the one thing I do know for a fact is that, um, like Graham Potter, these things will take time. And I'm pretty certain that Brian will probably have a an OK year, if not a stellar year, certainly not as stellar as the way we started the league, um, before we see his stamp of appear and short of a cataclysmic falling out with the management or um a uh, you know a terrible run of results he will probably be here for a good year or two that was comedian and brighton fan stephen grant thank you stephen let's move on there nottingham forest steve cooper under more and more pressure as the weeks go on it seems this is normally the sort of time of year 
where managers do get sacked. If, if a board or a chairman is looking to make a change, they tend to do it around the international break. It gives the incoming manager more time to work with the squad uh, without a game coming up so quickly. Uh, let's talk, though, to Matt Ford. He is a uh, comedian, he's a broadcaster, and he's a Forest fan. Um, and he was at the game on Friday night. Right, I was there. I feel like I was an eyewitness, at, like a robbery that ends up on the news or something. Uh, it's the first time I've gone to watch Forest play in the Premier League since I was 16 and I'm 39, right? So it was a big deal for me. I bought three... I mean, I should point out, I'd started drinking early. Oh, God knows how many copies of the programme I bought, by the way. I bought loads of them, convinced we're going to be collectors. Now, maybe there will be one day. Not because it was my... Obviously, because there was like a tribute to the Queen on it and I thought, oh, there... I don't even know why I was bothered anyway. That's not the point, is it? We go 1 0 up, I think. Here we go. What I will say, Forrest, is obviously we're scoring goals, which is a good thing. Usually when teams are in trouble, and it's too early to say we're in trouble, so we're not in trouble. But when you're one of the teams that people think wrongly that you're in trouble, you can't score goals, but we're scoring goals. And then I, it's, I think it's just a matter of sorting the defence out. Obviously, he's, we signed 22 players. Now, that's two starting 11s. Very easy maths. But that's a lot of. Swapping and changing. I mean, in terms of potential starting 11, there's probably thousands of different options there. So um, he's got a job on his hands doing that. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league, therefore in the world. And it's just a matter of time. It's just figuring that, it, mainly defence, really. Henderson's obviously a great keeper, but he's just not being covered properly enough. Um, so I think just find out who your best players are and play the boggers. That was comedian and Forest fan Matt Ford. Finally then, Manchester United. A report from the CIES Football Observatory says that United have overspent by £209 million on players since 2012. OK, I don't think we're surprised by this. This is indicative of a club that isn't particularly well run, that isn't stacked with people in their structure that understand football and understand market value. They're paying what they're quoted, essentially, most of the time. And you'd like to think that this culture would change. But even with Ten Hag coming in, we're seeing this summer they've probably overspent on players. I think most people would say that Anthony isn't quite worth the money that they've spent on him. Martinez seemed like a lot of money, even though he looks like a good player. It's a lot of money for a player of that of that profile. So things maybe aren't changing as quickly as they'd hope. And if you look down the list of players United have signed for big money over the last 10 years, very, very few of them have paid off. So... It's not good for the club. It's not good for the rest of Europe because it inflates these fees and makes every every selling club think they can get something close to what United are paying. Or Juve or PSG. United aren't the only culprits here. But it's just not good generally for football. So not a surprise. It's a good article in The Telegraph. Well worth reading. All right, that's all we've got time for today. We'll be back same time tomorrow with more Whistleblowers Daily. Podcast Network.